It has been quite a semester over here at Cardinal Gibbons, as I am sure it has been for many of you, especially those in the world of education. We have experienced new changes, new opportunities, and have learned many lessons along the way, which is what the COVID experience is truly all about. Mr. Nolan and I took some time to sit down and reflect on our first semester so that we may document this incredible moment in time and share with you the lessons we have learned while also updating all of you on some of the things we are working on this school year. 2021, we are ready for you. Bring it on. Hey guys, welcome back to Gibbons Leads. Mr. Nolan and I are here. Um, we're going to take some time to kind of take a step back and reflect a little bit on this past semester. The last time we were together and we chatted, we were in the middle of the summer. Uh, we had just finished the year, uh, a crazy end to the school year with the, with the pandemic. And um, we're almost about, you know, four months into the school year. And there's been a lot of change and a lot of experiences had and lessons learned. And so we want to take some time to kind of share our perspective on what's been going on and some of the things that we've learned throughout this crazy, unexpected experience that we've had in 2020. How you doing, Mr. Nolan? Good. Uh, good. Um, you know, thinking back, it is kind of interesting to, to peek our heads up and look at where we are right now, uh, because I didn't think we'd still be in this. I thought, um, I thought we'd be out of it. Yeah. Uh, but reflecting on some of the lessons that I think we learned from last spring, I think the biggest thing that I took away was being present making sure that I was present. We had conversations with, uh, you know, Davis McCain and, and uh, a few other people, but Davis specifically stuck with me just how valuable it is to be present um, and to appreciate everything that we have. And I think I've done a pretty good job at that this year, but the challenge with all things 2020-2021 is uh, you're constantly playing the what-if game. Mm -hmm. uh, and as a... Um, as a person trying to run a couple programs and teams, I think the reason people are good at what they do is because they can see what's coming next and to have to play out so many different scenarios is exhausting. It is. And it is. The, the challenge is, if that's exhausting, well, I also want to be present. Mm -hmm. So it's incredibly challenging and um, I have the ultimate respect for everybody going through this right now because it is, it is challenging. But all that being said, um, I have been more present and being present, especially with our younger people, you can see how important it is to them and how much they appreciate having a after school meeting, Absolutely. Um, being able to come to school in person, mm -hmm. being able to be on a basketball court in any capacity with their friends and peers and teammates. Uh, it's been really special to see that appreciation that our our students have and i'll never forget it i'll be uh i'll be forever grateful so that's me zooming out kind of thinking about where i'm in where, where i'm at where where are you at you know honestly I'm, I'm kind of in the same place i i didn't think we would be here either um you know still doing this the fact that you just said 2020 2021 uh makes me kind of sad because i think we all thought you know when the new year struck that we could leave some of the challenges of, of, of 2020 behind us, but, you know, it's still having an impact on, on how we do everything. But, you know, I have to agree that being present is really the only thing we can do right now. And it's taught me a really important lesson in that because it's something I'm not really good at. And 
Um, I am the planner, you know, I want to see three months out. I've got my whole calendar for the year and I have to just kind of accept that, that things can change and things will change. I mean, it's not even that they can anymore. It's that it's almost inevitable. Um, and so you can't get too bogged down on and too attached to, you know, your plan. Um, and that, that's been a major challenge, but at the same point, it has taught me to be more present and to enjoy the opportunities that are directly in front of me as they're happening, because you never know what can happen next. Um, and I, I appreciate so much how much the students value and appreciate the hard work we put into it to be able to do the things that we can do. Um, but it's tough, right? Like you put in all this energy and thought and strategy and plan A, B, C, to get them in the room. And once they're there, you know, that was so much work in itself and you're excited just to be there, but then also to have that same passion and energy for the event itself and, and seeing it through. So um, I'm just grateful that we've been open for as long as we've been, that we've had the chance to do things this year, like GLC and have my meetings with our students and, and get to follow up with them and see how they're doing. And in fact, that, you know, maybe that the other stuff they've been committed to in the past is probably a little less on their plate this year. And they've been able to commit more to coming to our meetings and stuff. That's been an amazing gift, um, but also a challenge at the same time. So, you know, I think this year really has brought a lot of important lessons that I hope that we can carry with us moving forward. Um, so I don't think things are ever going to go back to being the way that they were. I hate to say back to normal. It's going to be a new normal, but I think it's really important for us to talk about like, what are those things that we don't want to leave in 2021 that we don't want to just forget about? Um, so I certainly feel like there's a lot of things that, that I've taken away from this experience. So um, it's crazy to think that, you know, summer came, we came back to school. It's almost been a year since it's all started. Um, but things are really different and, and I'm kind of excited about some of the things that, that are, are changing for us. So what, what have you been, you know, up to this year? What's your year looked like um, in terms of, you know, the programs that you've been doing, the things that you've been reading, like what's, what's been semester one for Mr. Nolan? Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, I started grad school uh, at Clemson uh, University for athletic leadership. So I was, an actual student again for the first time in uh, 13, 14 years for me. So that was exciting to kind of, you know, after now being an educator, um, be back on that side. Mm -hmm. and, and it was cool to see how things felt as a student. And I think it actually made me a better teacher and a better coach. Um, but the content that they share in there was really good and, and exciting. And um, I'm, I'm glad that I'm doing it. Uh, it's a lot, but on top of that, um, three main things. Uh, first of all, IQ, our business, our business and entrepreneurship program at Gibbons, uh, you know, our kind of our thing that we want to do best is our internship program. And I thought for sure um, there would be there would be there'd be no way we wouldn't be back for this spring. Um, but there's some challenges still there where um, a lot of employees are still working remotely. Mm -hmm. Interns aren't necessarily people you want to have working remotely. Mm -hmm. So. We still have some challenges there, um, but we're still working towards it. We've got an awesome leadership team. I love the way our president, TJ Mathis, really brings our group together and tries to pull from everyone's skills and talents. But, you know, typically for an IQ meeting, we'd have 20, 25 people in a room. We can't do that this year. So it's been a smaller team, but it's been fun getting to know them. Um, and I'm excited about the spring. Uh, the second thing is our class, our Gibbons Freshman Seminar class we've been teaching. Mm -hmm. 
I kind of think of it as how to be a human being, uh, how to be a, su a successful high school student, but then how to be successful beyond that. And it's been cool teaching some of these personal, professional development opportunities for our youngsters. And I think the content's good. Um, I've enjoyed teaching it. I've enjoyed learning about it. It's new, but I think it's good. Um, and then lastly, coaching. Uh, wow, what a year for athletics. Uh, a lot of my friends in college coaching, as we were getting into our season, they said, you know, you know, this is really tough. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I just want to play basketball. <laughs> I was like, whatever, it's tough. And now that we're in it, it's tough. Um, and I have a giant respect for it. But you watch these kids, they're playing basketball with masks on and they're not complaining about it at all. That's how much it means to them. That's how much they love it. Uh, but for, for me, my coaching philosophy is um, I want to give them as many experiences as I can. I want to introduce them to as many people as I can. And some of the limitations on us this year have really challenged that. But um, as a team, we're reading Toughness by, by Jay Billis right now. Um, played at Duke University, now he's at ESPN. And uh, we're still doing that. We're still doing film studies. We're still having guests. Uh, we're doing the best we can to create those experiences, but um, everything's just a little more difficult, mm -hmm. which is okay. Mm -hmm. Difficult is good. Yes. We are going to embrace these challenges together, mm -hmm. uh, but I won't for a second not admit that it's difficult. Um, so I have, I have a gi ginormous amount of respect for everybody going through this right now. Um, huh. uh, what about you? What are you working on? Man, I don't, you know, really, uh, this year has been a lot of just working on myself and figuring out, you know, what is it that, what's my why? You know, we talked about this on GLC, and and I think especially in times like this where things are changing, you have to have, um, uh, Simon Sinek talks about that in, in his book, Infinite Game, which I read over Christmas break, he talks about having the capacity to have existential flexibility. And when you have this, kind of greater purpose and cause that you're working towards, it's much easier to adapt and change when the environment changes, right? Because you have that kind of bigger purpose and, and you can kind of redirect. And And I realized that, you know, when some of the structures that we put in place for some of our programs and for school, like, changed, I had a hard time navigating how to continue moving forward because I wasn't really thinking about that, that bigger why. Like, well, why are we doing this? Um, what's my purpose, you know, in this role and, and how can I make that really clear? So regardless of what's happening around me, I can continue moving forward. Right. And it seems to me like that's really clear in the stuff that you're doing, right. For basketball, you know, if your main purpose of existing as a coach is just simply to win, well, this year would definitely have thrown you for a loop in accomplishing that. Right. But it's obvious that you've got a kind of a greater purpose in mind. And so you're still able to find a way to do these other things in different capacities and still, accomplish what you're seeking to accomplish, right? And I think that that's something that I've tried to spend some time this year trying to figure out so that, you know, I'm, I'm adaptable, you mm -hmm. know, that I know really what it is, what's the light at the end of the tunnel for me, um, and how do I redirect my route to get there? So it's definitely been a more of a self-searching time for me. I've been trying to read more. I've been taking in a lot of content, which is just, honestly, I feel like the past year I've grown more in my own knowledge and, and developing actually my own like ideas um, than I ever have been. So that's been really, really helpful. And, and being at home for some time afforded me that. Um, but really also taking advantage of this time to like take a step back. I think this is a time to 
when we can't do a lot to pause and recognize that we have a chance to really think about why are we doing what we're doing and do we want to continue doing it this way or can we do it a different way? And I think our new environment has presented us with new ways of thinking about things, new ways of doing things that are already causing people to have those conversations. But I think just simply the time and where we're at, um, it's an opportunity. So I'm trying to do that with, with leadership and, and bring some students together from different grades, um, alums, some freshmen, sophomores, some juniors and seniors, and just start having conversations about what is leadership to you and what does it look like in the future and, and how can I take advantage of this time to kind of make that happen. So um, looking inwards and also looking forwards, but also being really open to like, it's not, may not look the way you think it's going to look and that's okay. As long as you know really what you're trying to do, um, you'll find a way to adapt and, and to flex um, when it's, when it's asked of you. So, yeah, well, here's the challenge of this year. Um, how do you balance between spinning your wheels Mm-hmm. but also not just sitting on the sideline and waiting for things to, yes. you know, be quote unquote back. Um, and I think that's the challenge is we're, you know, we want to grow. We're competitive, right? So I don't want to miss any opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I don't want to just be spinning my wheels when, you know, maybe it is a moment for a pause. So that balance, um, I think is really challenging. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, it's always a question of, are we doing this just to do it? Is it worth doing? Is this something that's, you know, going to help advance, like what it is that we're trying to advance our cause or our why or our purpose? Um, you know, you don't want to wait around too long and miss those opportunities. And I think, I think this thing that I've learned to embrace, I, I want to say I'm a perfectionist. I just care a lot. And I want the things that I do to be great and meaningful and everyone to walk out and be energized and I think sometimes when you're dealing with this kind of uncertainty that, you know, naturally things are going to be kind of imperfect and they're not going to be maybe as, as great as you want them to be. Um, you know, I think we can both attest like virtual teaching is probably not as great as it is in person um, in terms of connecting with kids and, and that energy that you can create when everyone's in the same room together. But there's still good in virtual teaching. There's still yeah. good things that happen there. So it's, it's not always worth just scrapping altogether just because it's not going to be as good as you had hoped. Um, and I think I've learned to just get excited over the opportunities that I get, but at the same time, like embracing imperfection has been something that I've really tried to do this year. I'm kind of thinking about, I've been writing a few ideas down. And one of them has been this idea of being perfectly imperfect, which is embracing the fact that we're all human beings and that the journey of being a human is to grow. And unless we are imperfect, we'll never be better. And so it's a mentality of like, I'm obsessed with this imperfection because it helps me be better every single day. And every time I try something and it's not perfect, that's actually better than it going exactly the way I wanted because I'm not going to really learn anything from it. Um, so that's kind of what I've taken out of, of that weird do I go for it do I hold back do I wait is this a pause is this a go um going but going knowing may not be perfect but there's something there that everyone will take away from it um and being okay with with that keeping things simple I like that keeping things simple um you know the other thing that I think has been a, a learning opportunity this year is you know for example IQ we kicked off with our group our leadership group mm-hmm. And by the way, some of the best meetings I've ever <laughs> listened in on have been your IQ meetings with your team. They're, right. They're a, what a great team dynamic. Yeah. They have such great ownership 
of the organization, which is a testament a lot to your leadership. Bright kids, unbelievable um, young people, uh, you know, but we started with these huge ambitions mm-hmm. and we've lost a little of our momentum. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you maintain buy-in when you don't have momentum? Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, is challenging. And the same lesson also with our basketball team, Um, you know, we were sitting at one and three uh, going into our fifth game last week. And um, I've never been one and three in my life. Um, Just been lucky to be surrounded by good people. But um, I think that winning helps buy in. I think that winning is important. but I've never been challenged in a position where, man, we're one in three, and maybe it starts to not quite mean as much to some people. It meant a lot to you when you thought we were going to be 14 and 0. Mm-hmm. But then when we're one in three, does it still mean as much to you? Are you mm-hmm. still as bought in? And um, I could see a couple guys on the fence. Yeah. And we won our next game, and that buy in was back. Uh, and then we got put on pause for two weeks. But, um, I've never had to handle that before. Like the year before, you know, we're winning, a, we're winning a ton and, you know, buy-ins there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's difficult to complain when you're winning. It's right. difficult to compare yourself to another person and say, you know, why are they playing more than me when you're winning? Um, but it started to creep in there. So how in IQ when you don't have momentum? How in basketball when you're not winning? How do you maintain buy-in on big aspirations? Because we both believe that um, great culture comes from, doing great things, doing Mm -hmm. difficult things. Mm -hmm. So when it's not going right, how do you maintain that? How do you not fall apart? So um, I'm in it right now. I'm trying to learn those lessons this year. Yep. No, I I get that. And I think too, you know, I could even probably say the same for this new class that we're teaching, right? Like it's been hard. It's a, it's a new class. We have very little, you know, very little time to really prepare content for it because of everything that happened over the summer when we should have been really doing that. We we're doing a lot of other stuff and you start to get to a point where it's like, okay, maybe I've had more failures and maybe successes in doing some of this stuff. Um, you know, as a team of all of us teaching, you know, I think we're all dealing with our own responses to everything going on around us and teaching in a hybrid environment, which none of us have ever done before. And now we're all teaching this new class. Like, I can feel that sometimes as a team, we also get there too. Like, why are we doing this? Like, you know, where's the buy-in from all of us to like move forward and really make this class something that's really, really great at our school. It's tough when you lose that momentum yourself and when the team also has lost that momentum because you're, you're seeking for that person to be like, you know, let's do this. If you don't have that and everyone's in a rut, um, it can be really, really challenging. Or or even with your Chick-fil-A Leadership Academy, you know, it's like one, I think one of the coolest things we do at Gibbons and you said a couple people haven't showed up to the last couple mm-hmm. events. Yep. You know, and that is uh, frustrating. It is. It is. It, especially when, you know, we're working on some sort of project and it's almost like kind of people fade out right when we really need them to like buy in, you know, and, and it's tough. It's 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 hard to ask people to buy into something that maybe they're, that they haven't bought into quite yet. And everyone has different reasons for being there. And I think that that's something that we need to spend more time on when working with some of the people we work with is figuring out like what brings them there in the first place. Cause everyone's got a different motivation for being there. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes I tend to like 
maybe project what I see the value of the program being on students and assuming that they get it or that they're there for the same reasons or that I know why they're really there. Um, and I think everyone's got a, a different a different cause that they're trying to work on. And I think it would be valuable for me to spend some time with those people and ask them like, what brought you there to start with? Yeah. Um, and how can, how can this program serve your personal cause, but also what it is that we're trying to work on as a group. Um, but everyone's got a different thing, you know? And I think sometimes we have to ask those questions and, and develop those kind of relationships with people where we know really why they're there as an individual person. Um, I know why I'm there and why I want to provide that experience, but why did, why did these kids sign up for that? Yeah. And how can I keep creating that, that meaning for them? Um, which is funny. I had a student ask me recently, you know, Miss Byrne, how do you combat senioritis? You know, it's kind of the same thing. Like I think seniors are kind of in that place, right? Like maybe a little bit sooner than most, they're kind of losing momentum. Like it's been a tough year for them. They've had a lot less places you know to put their energy especially student leaders that want to like leave their legacy and do all this stuff and work with these younger students it's been really limited for them and i think they're kind of they're kind of losing momentum like okay what's the cure to senioritis and you know i i don't have one because i think i definitely experienced senioritis myself but i mean you know my only answer was how do you create that meaning and purpose for every experience that you're asking these people to be a part of i think you get to a point too when you get into challenging times, you only want to invest your time in the stuff that really is going to be meaningful to you. But what that meaning is, is different for every person. And so asking those questions um, and getting to know what it is that will bring people feeling like they have value. I think that's what drives people to show up early in the morning to read the book, you know, with the team to, to contribute to conversation. They feel like it has value to them as an individual. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes you have to help, help bring that to them and remind them of that when yeah. they forget. You can't ask for buy-in. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm ever saying like, hey, I need you guys to buy in, I know I'm not doing my job. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you nail on the head, I can on an individual basis try to understand what that person's experiencing and try to get on the same page as to why we're doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, but if, you know, I, I didn't sense uh, buy-in a couple moments this year in a couple different fields, you know, it wasn't a, hey, rah, rah, hey, let's all buy in, guys. Mm -hmm. We need to buy in. It's a, hey, I need to I need to put together a meeting with an agenda that is going to make everyone enthusiastic about the room that they're in. Mm -hmm. And they are going to walk out of that room knowing I got a return on the investment of exactly. my time exactly. for showing up to this. Exactly. I think we don't think about that enough. I think we think just, you know, that they're there, that that, ooh because we see the value in what we're doing that everyone is going to get that out of the experience. And it just, everyone's touched by different things. Everyone is, things resonate differently with different people. Some people, you know, really appreciate just an open discussion while others really like to listen to somebody share their perspective. And, and I think it's important as a leader of an organization, when you're trying to give value back to kids to ask them what it is that they need and to be open to changing how you've done it in the past to suit your new audience. Cause you know, it's a rotating group of kids every year and it's new needs. And this year, especially having it being such a different year, their needs are different. What they're looking for is probably so different than what they've been looking for in the past. Um, and I don't think I've done as good of a job of, of really having those kind of individual conversations with students that maybe I see are kind of falling off or, 
or haven't really been involved, like how do I bring you back in? How do I create that, that value and that purpose for you and what you need from this experience? Not just what I want to give or what I can even see because mm-hmm. they might show me something that I didn't even think about that I can help bring to their life, you know, through, through what it is I'm doing. So, um, you know, I don't know if it's secure to senioritis, but making that kid feel like that time was worthwhile, that they gained something from it, that they're better from it, that they were formed by it. Um, that's what's going to get them to wake up early and come to meetings and, and do the things that we're going to ask them to do. And I think it, it starts with having those individual conversations. Yeah. And, and, you know, a continued respect for the challenges of, you know, some of the things these teachers are facing this mm-hmm. year. How are you responsive to 13 people on a zoom and 13 people in a room at the same time? You know, I, I, I pride myself, myself on being responsive making eye contact, mm-hmm. saying your name. And, you know, I'm not sure everybody always understands how difficult it is for some of these teachers mm-hmm. to be juggling, you know, 26 people at one time, some on a screen, some in the room. So it's as challenging as ever to connect one-on-one and, and do those things you just spoke Absolutely. about. Absolutely. It's, it has made me realize even more so than ever how important that FaceTime it is with people and how important those relationships are, but yet it's the hardest year ever to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so finding creative ways around that, you know, has definitely been a challenge, but also again, it just, it has opened up for, you know, more ideas of like, well, you know, maybe I don't need to have meetings like right after school. Maybe I, maybe we can continue using zoom later in time. Maybe, you know, having a meeting at, in the evening that's a little bit more serious and more of a discussion actually is kind of like the right vibe for that conversation Yeah. versus after school when people are kind of like all over the place, maybe they're not quite ready to like do that and have that conversation. So I've, I've opened my mind to, to utilizing some of this zoom stuff in other ways where it works and, but also recognizing that there's just some things that just zoom can't possibly do. And I think that that's a lot of that kind of in-person one-on-one that energy that connection that you get um with individuals so it's it's definitely been hard but i think that there's definitely a lot of good that will come from that um things that i've learned to come to appreciate a lot more and that's having every kid in the classroom together yeah Uh, i miss the days of like telling kids to be quiet you know like i miss the days of like guys stop talking yeah listen to me, you know, now, now I get into a breakout room on zoom. And then when kids are talking, when I come in, I'm like, yes, like, let's hear it. Like, keep it going, you know? Um, so I, I do miss that. I do miss that. But I think all of our students and educators have come to appreciate, um, how much we are really a community of givens and how much those relationships do mean to us. Um, I think we're all looking forward to kind of getting back to that at some point. So yeah, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to those days. Um, so what you got, what you got coming for the rest of the, the year? What are you, what are you looking forward to before, uh, we wrap up the school year, which crazily enough, it's going to come pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, well, we got two more weeks of basketball left, um, theoretically if the schedule holds true. Um, and then hopefully some other opportunities in athletics to continue to build relationships with, uh, with some of our students and, and help them grow and learn through, um, basketball and other sports. Uh, for iCube, uh, we do want to launch a really impressive internship program mm-hmm. um, where our students will have to almost check out through a passport, right? Hey, did you do your interview prep? Mm-hmm. Did you do your resume prep? Did you do your, did you do your professional communication prep? Um, okay, you have now been uh, granted access to our internship program. Let's go get you a job. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking to do that. 
uh, and GFS just uh, continue to ride the wave that is this class and, and get to know and help these, uh, these young people grow individually and, and hopefully uh, help carry the torch for, for making our community and making our school as, as great as it can possibly be. Um, and then on top of all those things, um, my wife and I are, are uh, on schedule to pop out a kid in June. Which is super uh, exciting. Yep. Good timing on that. Yep. Right for the summer. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reading books on that right now. Um, it's so much fun coming home and, and asking my wife how she's feeling. Um, so there's a balance of, of work. There's a balance of personal and, uh, you know. All things considered, uh, life is pretty freaking great, and uh, you know, excited to continue to have conversations with you and with guests on here and grow our leadership um, program. But, but yeah, I couldn't be more ecstatic about spring twenty twenty one. What about you? What do you got? I would, you know, honestly, I would say the same thing. I'm excited. You know, I feel hopeful about our ability to to be together and to be at school in person and just continuing to do that in a safe way. And, and I think it'll hopefully get easier for us as time goes on with vaccinations and all that kind of stuff. And I'm excited about, you know, getting back to some of those Gibbons things that come in the spring. Um, I'm excited for these community days that we have at the end of the year this year. I think that there's just such an opportunity there um, to really like close out the year. I'm, I'm big on bookends, like start and finish, yep. you know, and I think there's a, a cool opportunity there to end in a way that's going to set everyone up for success in August, but really get everyone excited about like coming back and like what the new year can bring and, you know, what this new chapter in their, in their high school career can bring them. And also hopefully get some more kids involved in those days and get some, some older students out there and, you know, helping the next, you know, year of kids get ready for what's, what's ahead. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about trying some new things. I'm hoping to do a few uh, leadership retreats at Short Journey open to anyone for our freshman and sophomore students and seeing how that goes and getting to know some new kids and some more students. Um, I'm also really excited to see long-term how GFS plays a role in our community. I can already see the advantage that our freshmen have having learned some of the things that they learned about our school, about our culture, about our mission, about some of this leadership stuff that we're doing with the seven habits of highly effective teens, some of the stuff that I just wish, like, man, I wish I were to learn this in college, you know, like what an advantage that they have. And I'm just really excited to see how that's, how that seed is going to grow in the next few years. Um, and what these students are going to do with that advantage. I'm really excited for that too. Um, I'm just really grateful. I think I've come to a good place where I'm really excited for the change that I think we're going to see at our school. I'm always, I've always been kind of change averse, and this year has definitely kicked me over, kicked me in the stomach, and said, you know what, get over it. Change <laughs> is coming, but like again, I've just learned to embrace that and realize like good things come when when things change. I'm excited to see what the future of Gibbons is going to be like. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, I've worked at Gibbons three years. This is the third different leader that we've had of the of the school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jason was great. Nancy did an unbelievable job of. Uh, of keeping the wheels on um, while also helping us with some really cool initiatives like GFS. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we've got a new head of school and uh, you know, what a year to come in and do that. Yeah. But um, I think he has some fun ideas for where we're going. And mm-hmm. as a, as an employee, as an alumni, as a member of the community, 
Um, I'm excited to see, you know, bookend, you know, what this chapter is going to hold. I, uh, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I think, um, I think there's a lot of good things coming for Cardinal Gibbons. And I think that this year, weirdly enough, was kind of timed perfectly. It gave us all a chance to take a step back. It gave, you know, Mr. Bell a chance to kind of get to know the school, um, in a probably less hectic year than most, right? Because we all know Gibbons on an average week or month is full of different things. So I think it's given him some time to have some really important conversations with people and get to know them and what what they're looking for and what gives them joy and brings them value. So I'm excited to see that all play out. And of course, you know, the way I, I think is like five years down the road. So I'm thinking more like, what am I excited for in the next five years is just to see the product of what this crazy year is going to do in a positive way for our school. Um, I guess I'm kind of antsy. I want to know, <laughs> you know, what's going to happen? How are things going to be different? But I'm excited yeah. for it to be a little bit different. Yeah. Well, even just, uh, you know, a year ago, I remember you and I having conversations like, I want Gibbons to be the best school. I want Gibbons to be the best school. Mm-hmm. And then we read, you know, the Infinite Games yep. in this last year. And it was now my my interpretation is not that we're trying to be the best. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm trying to be infinite minded in mm-hmm. uh, who we are. Absolutely. I think um, now more than ever, we've had some time to think about what that, that mindset really is for our school. And I'm excited about that. And I think a lot of other people are excited about it too. I think it's been a good kind of re-energizer. Um, and also everyone just has had a chance. I think really appreciate like Gibbons for all the things that we've been able to do. You know, I think we're all ready to get back out there and, and do it again. So mm-hmm. um, I'm excited about that. But it's a lot of good things to come, but also a lot of things that, that I've learned. Um, learned a lot about technology. I've learned a lot about my impatience. Um, that I need to be more patient. And I've learned a lot about our students. They mm-hmm. are incredibly resilient. Yep. Way more resilient than the, the adults, I think. <laughs> um, they've just kind of jumped right into all of this craziness and have embraced it and have been so gracious with us. I even had, you know, last week we did middle school leadership conference for the first time virtually. We've never done that before. Um, and one of the schools had some major technology issues. And we just basically we spent about an hour on Zoom with them. And then it just didn't work out. We had to cancel. And yeah. just the way that my student leaders handled that, you know, with such grace and understanding and empathy and like, no worries, we'll figure it out. You know, we'll find a way to make it happen. Like, no big deal. Um, I don't know if I would have been like that. At, at that age, I don't know if I would have been like that a year ago. You know, I would have been way more frustrated and upset and, mm. and we got to figure it out right now. We just got to do it. And, uh, I just really appreciate that of our students. Um, I think that they're going to be better for it. Yeah. They've made me better for it. So, yeah. Uh, I, I, I like these where we just get to talk to each other. It's fun hearing your perspective on stuff. Um, but I thought our, our guests in the fall were great. Yes. Uh, I'm excited about the spring and also, um, if anybody uh, in the community knows anybody that you want us to have a conversation with, absolutely, uh, send it send it uh, Gabby's way or send it my way. Uh, it's just it's it's really fun to leverage our community mm-hmm. uh, and have these conversations. It's uh, it's so much fun, and I I'm so grateful. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to having some more students on here, um, second semester, and spotlighting some of the awesome work and, and thoughts and just picking the brains of some really great kids on campus. And um, I'm just excited for all that there is still to learn too in this year, uh, the learning and the growing and the changings I don't think done yet. So, um, you know, maybe we'll, we'll regroup at the end of the school year and see 
where we're at at that point. But I'm also grateful that we've had the chance to do this during this year and record some of this because I'll be I'll be looking back on this five years from now and thinking about this really incredible, crazy time that we've lived through this year. So having this documented, I think, is pretty cool. So, yep. well, thanks for chatting. Too much fun. Until next time, guys. Have a good one.